Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the L Rambles podcast. It is L here, and I have my co-host Jules joining. Hi, me. everybody. And today is episode six, and we are doing a competition-related topic. But I think most of you interested uh, will be interested in this podcast. Um, this is about finding a coach and (laughs) using one and then keeping one. Uh, Some of it is on you as the client. So we're going to dive into all of that today and hopefully you find it really helpful. Yes, I, I, I enjoy talking about what I do. A lot of times people will ask, what do you do for a living? And I try to explain what a coach is and it it always is one of those uh, things that opens people's eyes. They're like, wow, I never thought about that. I never thought about how a coach could actually help somebody achieve something bigger than they imagined. So I'm excited to talk about this and give you some tips on, on how to find a good match and then how to make it all work for you. How to keep, how to keep a, a coach. Yeah, yeah. How to use it to your advantage for sure. So, yeah. yeah. I will say that... I have been on both sides. I've been both a client and a coach, and it does definitely take equal efforts from on both ends of, you know, of the the bargain when you are committing to a coach, uh, hiring a coach and using one. You, it's it takes a lot. It's a relationship. Absolutely. And and having a coach is much more of a an opportunity for people these days. A lot of times people will uh, ask, what's the difference between a coach or a trainer, or they just think they are the same, but they're very different, you know, in terms of a fitness program, a health and fitness coach versus a uh, personal trainer. I, I give the example of a personal trainer as the person that stands with you at the gym, tells you pick this up, put this down, do another, push harder. A coach gives you the overview and also gives you all those tools, but it gets you to push yourself on to new places, whereas a trainer is in the moment. A coach is a lot more than that. Yeah. So, right, yeah. So let's, let's dive into the first aspect why would you want a coach so Jules and I came up with a couple things a couple reasons why you may want a coach and so this is for anybody that's sitting here maybe has been contemplating hiring a coach or just doesn't know how to go about finding one Um, but the first thing that you have to figure out is do I want one and do I need one Well, I do think that that's a great place to start because a lot of times people are not even aware of, you know, what a coach does. So they don't even know really what a coach can do for them. And one of the biggest things I think about when somebody says, well, why would I need a coach is it if you are in a situation where you either have a goal or you even think that there is some um, some direction that you need, uh, we call it sort of an abstract goal that you can't quite put the uh, the 
the quantifiable terms. Oh, here she's, she's snoring again. I don't know if anyone else can hear that, but I can. I can hear that. If you guys know her dogs, Quinn is quite the snorer. She's yeah. like a she, yeah, like, like a, a truck driver. She's, she's a little like dog. A log. <laughs> yeah, she sleeps like a a log. She's the least ladylike lady that I've ever met. I wish I could sleep like she does, so. nice and deep. She's just going to move to another part of the room and snore yes. over there. <laughs> yeah, but but so you might want to investigate uh, working with a coach if you have a goal or even if you need help identifying a goal coming up with what it takes what the steps are to complete that goal and um, that it also includes a timeline many people will come to us and say they have you know they have a goal of and I'm just gonna use the example of competition and they say I've always wanted to do a competition has been on my bucket list or you know it is something I want to do but they don't have a clear idea of when is that feasible and so a coach can help solidify that in terms of timelines which is essential to completing a goal is you have to have a timeline so not only helping you identify what particular in terms of what a goal is but also to help you solidify a goal and some coaches will just do that alone I feel like an important thing to cover right now since this is our competition podcast would be for any anybody out there thinking about a timeline so say it's your first competition um, when would you want to hire a coach as a competitor and so you know I think in the competition world you do hear things like 12 weeks or 16 weeks and that's the quote-unquote timeline of the prep or of when you would need a coach but truthfully what I found as a competition prep coach and as a client myself is that it varies depending on where you are. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, well, when should I hire a coach? It's all going to depend on your starting date or starting uh, physique and also starting mentality because sometimes we have to ease people into dieting. Sometimes we have to ease people into uh, their training protocols because it's hard to go from, you know, zero to a hundred. Um, so come, so hiring a coach or at least discussing with a coach, Hey, this is where I am. This is what my ideal timeline is. So say it's March now, and you would love to compete in, you know, September, October, a coach can really help you figure out what the best timeline is for your current situation. Absolutely. I, you know, I kind of use the little phrase of if you're thinking about doing something big, such as a competition, you are in a phase of prep. So, and, and so you might be in a phase where you need to build muscle or some people just need more time or some people, you know, need more corrective physique, uh, techniques, exercises, programming. But I do think that that really depends on the coaches. And we're going to get into that a little bit more when you go and you decide on how do I pick a coach? Because one coach's philosophy may be, oh, 16-week prep. Other coaches' yeah. philosophies may there be are different. Definitely, there are definitely those situations. And truthfully, I've had we've had girls come to us where either A, we turn them away, and not in like a, I don't want to work with you, but more of like, okay, well, I think that before we even get you as a client, you may need to reevaluate what these goals are. And it may require them to maybe not work with us and maybe try and figure out things on their own. And and a coach, I will say a good coach is not just going to, to take any client. Um, I think that there needs to be discussion, 
you know, and we're going to talk about these discussions that you should have um, to find the right timeline and if it's even the right time in your life. So, you know, some, That's huge. some girls will come and say, I'm ready, you know, this is in order, that's in order, everything is moving along beautifully. And then we'll have somebody else that says, okay, well, I'm starting a new job. I'm also in school. I also have a two-year-old and I can only get to the gym two times a week. And it's like, okay, well, I know that you want to do this, but sometimes we have to think about what's like feasible (laughs) and like what, you know, and so that is the role of, I would say, a good coach is to not just take anybody at any time. It's helping the client to understand that, okay, maybe this isn't the right time. Yes. And then if, even if that goal may not be appropriate, helping them identify a goal that will still move. Yes. That will still propel them forward in a positive direction to ultimately reach their ultimate goal. So that is, you know, somebody may come to us and say, yes, I want to compete. And there's a show in 12 weeks and we have to be honest with them. So that's, those are the big reasons why you might want to um, to work with a coach. Um, you know, the, then also you might want to look into an area uh, that a coach has expertise, experience, education in that is critical for you to achieve the results. So you might be a trainer yourself, but maybe you don't have the expertise in the nutrition end of it, or you don't have the finesse for all the the nuances of getting your physique ready for a physique competition. So going to a coach that has experience, education, and and that expertise level, that's another reason why you might hire one. We get a lot of people who are in the fitness industry and, you know, they sit there and it's almost a little bit humbling because they are struggling with the idea that they really could benefit from a coach when they're a trainer. And so it's very different. We work with many, many coaches and um, of other, you know, other people for, for other reasons. But if they're working on their own personal and um, it's, it's very different if they don't have the expertise. Did you want to add something there, Al? No, I, no, I just wanted to, to preface that that was, uh, that was number one as to why you should hire one. Um, we want to give you, you know, some of you guys take notes, which I think is amazing <laughs> during this podcast. Um, so if so, in considering why you should hire one, number one would be uh, their expertise, education, experience, or qualifications. Um, you know, because if you're trying something new, it, you're, you're going to want to be seeking a professional, someone that just knows a little bit more than you do. Um, and to, to Jill's point, when she said, you know, it's a little bit humbling. Yeah, sometimes you don't want to admit that you don't know it all, but you don't know it all. And if you're open to other uh, input, uh, you can grow yourself as a trainer too. So even if you are a trainer yourself um, and you think, oh, I can do it myself. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons why you may be able to and want to um, do it yourself. But the the outside uh, education experience is a, a big one. It, that's a very big one. Uh, shall I go on to the yeah, second, go on to, number to the two. next one? Ne- number two, and this, I, I we put it as number two, but I actually think it's when people talk to us, it seems to be the first thing that, that comes out of their mouth is the accountability factor. And, and having somebody who that they know, they don't have trouble getting to the gym, but maybe they struggle on the nutrition. So coming back and, and working with a coach where it is, is um, 
an addition to the self-checking mechanism, you have to be accountable to another uh, authority. And a coach being that authority figure helps people to stay on track. It's just they know that um, they just have to report in and say, this is what I've done. And, and that's very very, very helpful and a big reason why people will reach out to a coach. I think that it's great to have deadlines and due dates. And that is one of the beauties of the check-ins. It's like, so if, if someone, you know, you give someone a program and you say, it's the, the procrastination, procrastination, procrastination factor. Even, I'm yes. like, sorry guys, my, I'm trying to be pretty upbeat. I'm, I'm a little mellow right now. I have strep throat. So I've, I've actually been talking all morning on the phone too. So, so I, my words just aren't coming out. Um, but yeah, it's it's about you know we are natural procrastinators. I mean, at least I am. I we like the you know under pressure type thing. But you can't procrastinate a fitness goal, a big um, goal, a yeah. big goal. Yeah. Like it it just it takes that thorough kind of planning. And so if you do have someone to help you kind of make like little landmarks along the way, you know we say so often it's it's about you know it's a it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, and it's about um, you know, the journey through, it's not just a, a here and there, like, we're not just trying to get to the destination. So there's a lot along the way that needs to be landmarked, basically. And, you know, you need your little water stops. I'm, I'm literally just picturing a marathon right now. Um, and at those, at those little, you know, water stops or those water breaks, that's where the coach says, you can do it. Let's change the tactic let's move on to the next one. Um, so that accountability and, and frequency and discussion with your coach is really what's going to help you stay the course. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just really moving from one post to another post. And, and most big goals need a degree of consistency. And so being able to feel that you get these gradual, uh, in, you know, check-in points and, and paths on the back along the way keeps you moving. Uh, number three, and this also is huge, They could all huge. be number ones, but... They all could be number one. These are just number three on our list so we don't forget it. But the third thing is to um, have an objective set of eyes on what you're doing and to be able to step back and remove any of the subjective influence. So objective is when you are looking at something without any personal influence. So it is fact based on facts. It is um, based on uh, things that are uh, measurable versus subjective, which are things that are sprinkled with personal uh, input, emotions, perspectives, uh, past experiences or feelings, associations, doubts, uncertainties, and particularly in the sport of competition, competitive physique athletes, where it's aesthetically based, it's not the same thing as, you know, powerlifting where you know, and, and you can figure out the numbers and crunch the numbers and you did X amount of weight lifted at this event. And then you move on to the next event and you know what you've done and you can move on. Aesthetics is very different. And this is where I do find that the majority of people who have coached themselves before, <laughs> they will often say they will never do it again, because it was really hard for them as they start to move through the, the weeks and days um, towards their goal that they start to second guess what are they doing? Should they be doing something different? And 
doubt can really creep in and, and destroy your your focus and your energy. It'll drive you crazy. I know that any time that I have tried to I'd be like, oh, yeah, I can do it myself. I can do it myself. Within a couple weeks, I'm like, man, I'm just driving. I'm using so much of my own energy to be like, is this right? Is this right? Is this right? And I'm like, I need to use that energy for several other things. Then is this what I should be doing? And so having a coach that can be objective is not going to immediately, you know, decrease cardio or increase macros or decrease macros, whatever the situation may be, just because you start to be a little tired one day or because you're, you know, you're too full. It's like we automatically want to make those changes if one little thing feels off. And that is why a lot of times we don't love to use, and this is just like a personal example, we don't love to use the um, the scale for most of our clients to as the number one indicator of progress. Because if we use the scale, every single time that the scale went up or down, we would change macros and change the whole program. And so it's being able to have a plan, put it in place, and have somebody help you to stick to that plan without second guessing it Um, because they you know they're going to say to you listen I have you on this plan we're going to keep it here and if it really isn't working and we need to make adjustments we will but you don't jump the gun and do it because then you just end up in this roller coaster and you never really know what's working and what isn't absolutely and and that is one thing I I'll just share a little I've I think I've competed in more than a dozen competitions and um all of them, I've always had a, another set of eyes on me, um, at, except for my last one. And I decided, actually, I, I'll coach me up until about the last three weeks. And I said, um, I don't want to screw I don't. up. <laughs> I literally, and, and, I dropped her. Yeah, she dropped me. And, and <laughs> she, it was perfectly fine. Um, but, but I was really, you know, I mean, I, I was 57 years old. And I said to myself, you know how to write out this plan and you know how to uh, completely trust the process. But it was hard. Yeah. I literally wrote out everything and I became very metrics oriented to get it done. And I and I literally I did not look at um, pictures. I did not. I just said at that point, I was just literally just doing the work one foot in front of the other. And it all worked out fine because I knew what I needed to do. I trusted myself and we'll get into all of this, but it was also only three weeks. So I want to, you know, I want to say something about that. So, so while Jules and I have a funny situation. So Jules has always been my coach throughout all of my preps. There were two times in my competing career over the last, I guess I've been competing for four years on and off, but over the last four years, I've I've tried to use two other coaches. And after using Jules for so long and being accustomed to her style of coaching, I couldn't use, I couldn't use another coach. I tried, I didn't, I, it didn't work for me, but that's besides the point. The The point that I want to make here is that we we struggled a little bit with, um, in the past, with her being my mom and my business partner, but also my coach. And so I think that that is really, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, we, we made it work, and especially the, the reason why this year was the best for me in terms of our coaching relationship 
was because we got things knocking over. <laughs> the The reason why this year was the best in terms of our coaching relationship was because I just completely took myself out of it. I just I just let her do her thing and I just followed the program. Um, and so it, you can also be second guessing your coach. And we're going to go into, you know, into that. Um, but you can't second guess your coach just as much as you can't second guess yourself. Um, so this year was, like I said, was really successful, even though in the past it had been more difficult for me because I felt like you know how you treat your mom. You're like, no, 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 I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. Um, so maybe not all of you, but like, but the dynamic that we had, um, I learned not to second guess her. So that was a big part is that when you do, when you're, you're deciding to hire a coach, it's because you don't want to be second guessing yourself. But then if you go around, turn around and start second guessing the coach, then that's just the same problem. You're just paying somebody to have that problem. Absolutely. And, 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 and I had the same thing when Elle first, when we, I decided to compete this last time, she's like, trust me, trust me. And I was like, okay. And I did. But you didn't want to at first. And there was a lot of, and, and, but this is an honest, this is a very honest conversation. She and I, I started to prep her and do things a little bit differently than she was used to. And there was some resistance from her. And then, like I said, at about three weeks before her show, I said, listen, I, and we had a conversation about it. I didn't, you know, I didn't just, <laughs> didn't just, you know, ghost her, peace out. Uh, but I said, listen, I, I think that it's best if you take over because I don't want to screw you up. I was like, I want, I don't want you to feel like you made a mistake not using me. Um, and so, you know, th- this is just a personal experience. It's, it, I know some of you guys have, you know, relatives or boyfriends or husbands and wives, whatever, who want to prep you. Um, But you have to be careful that it's not too close of a relationship where it would put strain on the relationship or there's emotions that get involved. So absolutely. That's a great point. And and this does happen um, often. That's even um, somebody will be working with a coach and then you know a significant other says oh I can do it you know a boyfriend or a friend at the gym says oh I can do it for you and they decide that they're going to go ahead and switch and so many times it either ruins their relationship or that person's coaching style doesn't mesh and they find themselves having to follow through and stay with that coaching style and and that becomes uncomfortable so that goes into a little bit more about making sure you pick your coach appropriately so um yeah yeah, so So that's really we want to dive into how to find a good fit for a coach so that's all great you guys have decided like yep I need a coach I need I need that expertise and experience I need the accountability and I need just someone to tell me to do it but there are a few things that you want to ask a coach when uh, a potential coach and we kind of joke around and call it a little bit of an interview process um, because you should be asking a lot of questions before you decide to you know put your put your I don't want to say life in their hands, but if you're hiring your a, health, your yeah, health, your absolutely. Health, mm-hmm. if you're hiring a coach for a competition prep or even for any other uh, personal training online, um, they they have a lot of of say in what you do in terms of how you move your body, how much you move your body, and what you put put or do not put into your mouth, basically. Um, and these are 
very critical things, you know? So if you take, if you take so, so closely to heart, you know, maybe if a coach gives you a low calorie meal plan, that's putting your health at risk. So you do have to ask a lot of questions um, and you should ask a lot of questions. I always encourage people to interview coaches and people are often surprised when they you reach out to us. And I, and I, you know, first thing is, Hey, you know what? I'm here. I'm here to talk to you on the phone or I've even gotten with some of our international prospects on, um, on Skype or on Facebook, Facebook messenger yeah. and, and, you know, had a face to face interview. I think it's very important. I'm very open and L is as well as our other coaches are about what we do in our philosophies. And I think that one of the big red flags for you as a consumer is if you can't get what I call full disclosure from somebody that you're going to either, you know, obviously pay money to, um, if you're going to hire them, but also trust them with, with health and lifestyle advice. Um, you know, these are all suggestions. Nobody's really forcing you to do this, but you're hiring them for that, that you are, have the opportunity to ask the pressing questions. And sometimes, you know, the information put online, I know our website, we try our best to describe what's available, but it does not include everything and probably not the things that are important to you you know yourself the best. So, you know, having that opportunity to get on that phone or via email or text, I know some coaches don't um, get on the phone, but they're very open to email and text. Yeah. And so that's why it's so great to get on the phone just because you can talk about those very individual things. So yeah, the website may say like, hey, this is what you get, but it, it will benefit you to say, all right, well, this is what my current lifestyle is like. Like, how will, how is that going to work? And if a coach can work with you on that, um, then you guys can usually make it work. So there are five things that we came up with uh, that you can, you know, for, for note-taking sake and just, you know, for keeping it organized. Um, five areas of discussion for with a coach. And so the first one being – your va- their values and philosophies. And uh, those can be anything uh, from flexible dieting to a meal plan. What is their cardio style? What is their weight training or lifting uh, style? Whether they like to implement uh, more powerlifting or weightlifting style movements, um, whether it's a combination, uh, it, just kind of the, the way that the programs are written and how they would style it because everybody's very different. Um, and then again, uh, on supplements and what their views and usages are, uh, whether they are going to provide you with, uh, re- I guess, requirements to buy products or um, certain recommendations for supplements, and what are their philosophies on using those supplements, whether they're just basic supplements like fish oil or a multivitamin, or you do need to find out if a coach, and, and I would I would highly suggest that you ask this right off the bat, are you going to suggest that I use any performance-enhancing drugs for for a physique client? looking for a coach if you are are or are not okay with using them you still should know what the coach is going to have because you don't want to sign with a coach and then you know and then tell you that oh well you have to get abc drugs uh or supplements um for to work with me or that's you know that's how i roll yeah, and I have had um, clients tell me of stories of working with uh, coaches that they sign up for, they buy the packages, then they find out the coach does use performance enhancement, um, and 
drugs and then also their programming is based on that so yeah. then they choose not to use the performance enhancement drugs so the program their, their program is not, it's not yeah. necessary and so they've spent all this money and so that is that's important also in the values and philosophies too about the um sort of what happens during the process of the prep uh you know what sort of what can you expect what can you expect for post-show those kinds of important philosophies that i think a lot of people don't ask and then they find out later on that the post-show uh their coach is not there because that's just not how the coach runs the program um and so uh anything else you want to add on that first one no we can move on to number two which is communication so you would want to find out from your coach how do you check in uh how often do you get to speak what are their philosophies on if you need help during during the week and it's not your check-in day um and how how can you follow through with communication throughout the week yes yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, it's just sort of the form of communication. And, you know, that that usually is a quick one, but you want to make sure that you understand it and that the coach is clear about the communication instead of saying, yeah, yeah, we touch base every once in a while right. versus this is our policy and this is, you know, our procedures and this is what we do. Right, so, and if there are upgrades that you can purchase in order to have more access to them, like we have a text add-on. If you, we have a client that's really wants to be in close communication um, that you're able to maybe t- maybe add on that text support for them. Yeah, some of our, our Road to Pro program has the te- has the text and they have weekly video check-ins. So as well as a written check-in, so they have a lot of access um, versus some of our other programs are prep based but don't have quite as much. So it depends. It has to be our philosophy is that everybody needs something different. Uh, so we want to be able to offer options. Um, number three, I, I think this is very important uh, that you find out what the qualifications are of that person you're hiring. You know, have they have they prepped a few people? Have they prepped people for the federation that you're interested in? Um, do they have education? Uh, and so in terms of education, related to what you are hiring them for. Uh, So, you know, somebody has a a master's in history, that's great, but that may not be pertinent to to what you're doing. But, you know, is it something health science related? And do they have experience and and do they have uh, certifications and training um, to help guide you as well as experience? Because this field, having experience coaching people is very important. So, you know, you can take an online course and you can coach one person, but is that different? You know, you have to make that decision. And then you also have to figure out what level you're comfortable with. So there has to just at least be a level of understanding Comfort. between Absolutely. a level of understanding between the client and the coach. So the coach could should disclose to you, you know, hey, maybe this this is you're my first say figure client. I've only worked with bikini clients. Are you comfortable with this? Um, you know, this will be a learning experience for both you and I, but I do have experience here or I do have knowledge in this area. Um, so ask those kind of critical questions that that you'll need to know as an individual. Like, how can you help me in my individual particular situation? Like, we will have clients come that say, okay, well, I have diabetes. So that client that has diabetes works with our registered dietitian. And so we, you know, or with Jules. And so, like, these are the important things that if you have to figure out what your level of comfort is, and then if those qualifications, education, experience matches with what you are signing up for. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. The um, number four, we moved on to, uh, and this is very important to ask because not everything is always disclosed on the websites of, for people, is what is offered in the program? What kinds of support? Are you looking for a coach to help you with only one aspect of it you know maybe all you need is training maybe all you need is nutrition maybe all you need is stage presentation and so finding out and making sure that you're getting exactly what we um what you need is really important a lot of times people will come to us and and say well i really only need help with nutrition but as we start to talk you know they're prepping for their first show we find out that you know i ask well what are you going to do about your stage presentation and uh, are you going to be able to step back and really look at your training in terms of where it's going to get your physique from where you are to be stage ready and what you might think about this is what you're hiring the coach for is to give you also an overview of what you potentially need i would say also in terms of trying to find a coach for our our competitors that are out here i think that a lot of girls have a hard time when they're they're finding a coach that only does one aspect of it i think that and maybe that's just because we do it all and we prefer to do it all in terms of, you know, suit selection and posing and everything. Um, in terms of finding a coach that only does one or the other, are they going to help you find a – do they have a posing coach to refer you to or do they have those connections for you? Or are you just going to end up, you know, kind of having to fend for yourself for those other aspects? So if they don't provide posing – it would be important for you to ask, well, do you have someone that you do, you like to use or you can refer me to? Um, I think that's really important. Absolutely. And again, you know, if, if you feel comfortable, you know, your best friend is a posing coach, yeah. maybe you don't need that. So, you, you know, if you have resources for certain things, but, you know, also understanding what the, the logical the best way to go ahead and get things done. I look at competition prep is, is, is it takes a village to get you on stage. Uh, so it is, it, it's much more comprehensive than just one thing. Yeah. So then moving on to number five, which I feel like this is one of the most important things. And this is the vibe. This is how you, how you vibe, how you connect with the coach. And so this is really, you know, easy. the easiest way to do this is by getting on the phone with them or even emailing because their email style will be important. You, Some people communicate in very short and fast responses like, you know, okay, macros are this, this is this. And other coaches will want to get to know you. They'll want to, you know, hear about your, you know, what struggles you're going through in your life aside from, you know, just prep. And so you have to figure out if that is important to you, whether you want that relationship or you just want someone to, you know, spit the facts to you. And so you have to, you, you kind of have to test the waters and, and the relationship that you do build with your coach can be a relationship for life. I have worked with girls that, that even though they're not competing, they're still, you know, they're still great friends of mine, but also they can confide in me if they need it. Um, and so that vibe is really important for a successful coaching relationship because it's going to allow for all these things that we're going to talk about in a few minutes about how to be a, you know, how to be a good client and how to really communicate. 
Absolutely. And and that vibe, usually you can tell. It's like that first impression. You can tell right away. You can tell. Yeah. It's yeah, like when you, you meet somebody and you're like, oh my God, yeah, we could be best friends. It's like yes. you don't necessarily need to be best friends with your coach, but you should have a level of a good enough relationship where you feel comfortable bringing hard situations up, which we're going to get into. <laughs> exactly. And even if you're not the kind of person that shares a lot, you do want to make sure the coach is has both ears open. And, and that's important that, you know, we are people as coaches. We don't hear everything, but we do our best to listen to you, to process what you're saying so that we can better offer what we can. I will say my clients that always do the best are the ones that tell me everything they you know there you you can do well but there's that connection that is just it's like just so there's nothing like it there's nothing like um you know having somebody who gets you that's gonna get you and that's (laughs) gonna be be want to be a part of that goal um before we continue um i want to break this up into two podcasts because we do have a lot of we have a lot of meat in here. So I, I want to talk about next a few things that you should just be wary of um, depending on, you know, this is going to be depending on the situation, your situation, what your goal is, and also depending on the individual. Um, and then we're going to wrap up some other things um, in in another podcast because I, I there's just so much in here. Um, so a few things that you want to be wary of uh, and just question um and Jules can even talk about some of her her fad diet talk um, <laughs> that she loves so much. But if the program or the coach promises to promises that you will achieve unrealistic results, for example, twenty five pounds in four weeks or something like that. Yes. So, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, did you want me to, to, to no, talk? No, I was like, <laughs> to, hello. Hello. Um, but that's one thing to one thing to be wary yeah. of is that you don't want someone to tell you, oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna, you know, if you just put in the work for for four weeks, you're gonna lose all this weight. It's like, okay, so what happens next? What happens after? Yeah, and I do think uh, one of the big things for competition, uh, and I do, I always welcome people asking as many questions, especially about the nutrition, as they have on their mind. And sometimes, well, I should say almost all the time when I get on the phone, I share a lot about our philosophy. Our philosophy isn't exactly the same as other coaches. And some people want to prep for a show using a different style. We don't use meal plans. My philosophy, our philosophy is with the flexible nutrition where there are no foods that are off limits, but all foods have limitations so that you can remain as balanced and as, um, I guess, being able to live a, a, a life that is not only competition prep, but also for long-term success because you're going to work hard during that time and then what happens after. So our, it's harder for people who have never used this style at the beginning than it is if we just hand somebody a meal plan and say, here you go. You know, the it next only, twelve yeah, weeks. It, it really only, this is all you're going to eat. Meal plans so, only really work for for the time that you're able to be committed to them. Um, and the same goes for any type of uh, any type of goal. If there's if the parameters are so restrictive and and limiting, that it's only going to work for the time frame that you are able to basically endure that intense type of plan. 
And, and I do think sometimes people think that is what prep is about, yeah. as it's almost like punishment that, you know, you're in food jail and all you can eat are these foods that are in the food jail with you. Uh, so it's it's a different philosophy. And it is, I want to say, it isn't necessarily um, a good match for everybody if you don't have the right mindset for it, because I like to be able to feel that as a coach, my job is to guide you to educate you to help you learn how to make decisions so that when you're faced with situations that you will be able to be confident to make a decision that's going to move you towards your goal rather than be stymied and frustrated and and want to throw it in and and feel that you cannot succeed yeah absolutely like our philosophy and my goal with all of my clients is to help them to identify, change, and manage their behaviors in order to take them with them when they leave me. And so my, you know, anybody can write a meal plan and say, okay, follow this and and sure, like they'll follow it. But what do you do when you're not following that meal plan? It doesn't teach you anything. And so that goes with the, you know, if, if it's so restrictive and so unrealistic to maintain that's kind of a a a red flag um and something to be weary of uh you know especially if you're it's falling into the category of of a fad diet yes or something so 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 unbalanced and extreme that you start to have negative health implications with it as well um so that is a big red flag uh, the second red flag is, at least this is a big one for it's me. A, it's a red uh, flag for us. Is- I think it's a big red flag for us is that the requirements to buy products or supplements to do the program, um, especially if they're very specific about the, the supplements, like, you know, or, you have to buy X brand or, or you have to buy if, it from me. Exactly. Kind of thing. One of the yeah. big things is that you just have to be careful of what you're, you know, especially with like, I guess it's what net, uh, Multi-level. multi-level marketing. I was almost said network marketing. Multi-level marketing where it's like their career to sell you the products. And so mo- most of the time, and I don't think all people have that do multi-level marketing have bad intentions, but their their live their co- their living expenses um, or their their income. I'm sorry really does depend on if you buy their product or not. So do they really care if you stick to the plan and succeed? Not necessarily. They just want you to buy the products and supplement. Um, so, or the or the program is dependent upon right. the the product so much that you're not a hundred percent sure about the other aspects of right, it. Like if for some reason, four yeah, a day and no, yeah, and if you decide like not to do that, then what's going to happen? So there's no flexibility there for you not to succeed in the program without that particular supplement. And I guess that's a really big one for me. Is you know if if it's all based on this and and the, everything's going to fall apart, like you're not going to be able to lose your twenty pounds unless you drink these shakes, well, then that's something wrong. What if you can't tolerate them or all of a sudden, you know, you don't like them or whatever. So yeah. that to me is a big red flag that a coach is not, it should not have that base that way for that to, for your success. Yeah, this, um, I'm going to interject here and just uh, for, for a second, just tell you guys about the four week challenge that we are running starting March 19th. And so sign up is now available. I will put the link into the show notes, but uh, Jules and I decided that I was going to run a little, it's going to be kind of big, actually, I'm excited, but a four-week challenge um, for you guys uh, 
that kind of want to kickstart into the the summertime. And I had somebody ask me, uh, will I have to buy any any supplements or products for this challenge? And I was like, gosh, no. Like, I was like, oh my goodness. Taking it back. Like, I really? really was. No. I, I like, I looked at my phone and I was like, and I, I think like I put a million exclamation mm. points like, no, 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 no. That's not what this is about. And so what the challenge is, is really just four weeks of um, community. One thing that's like the biggest thing is that accountability, <laughs> community, accountability, um, open communication, and then fun with workouts and um, nutrition. So like, there's no coaching inside of it as one-on-one so there so that's an important aspect I keep kind of having to say that out loud like there's not going to be email check-ins weekly but there will be a community on Facebook where I will get to go live and and chat with you and you will get custom macros and everybody will be performing the same exercise routine so it's um so it's going to be a fun thing so if you are listening to this and it's something that you would like that you're interested in it's actually only 49 dollars. so it's like as close to free as i could make it i wanted to do a a very affordable challenge for you guys um because there's so many of you that do want to coach but you don't really know what having a coach is like and all about and so this is like a little bit of a taste of okay what's What's having a coach like and do I need more, like a higher level of accountability, which would then be a next, you know, a next phase. So for this price, it's a it's a fun way to kind of test it out and see if having a coach is um, or having someone guide you is a good option for you. So again, that was just I just wanted to put that in there. Um, only forty nine dollars and it's going to be a great group of women. We are have already had a lot of signups and I just opened it up last night. Um, yeah. So it's going to be crazy. But um, so <laughs> so then the last thing that we want to talk about today is um, related to the first two things that we said to be weary of, and that is paying up front without having much knowledge on what you're getting yourself into. So to invest $49 into a, a program um, that you, you know, you, you pretty much you have an idea of what it's going to be about is a lot different than paying $1,200 for a three-month prep with a coach who just isn't really giving you a lot of information. So if you start to ask questions and they're kind of like, oh, well, I don't really know what, like, I don't really, I'm not giving you that much information. Some girl messaged me last night and I went back and forth with her for like, (laughs) for like 25 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, like answering her questions. And so if they're not willing to, and I think she's going to sign up, but you have to be, as a coach, I think it's the coach's job to be willing to uh, answer those questions. Um, But as a client, you have to be, you have to be able to ask them. Absolutely. And so I think, you know, we are going to go ahead and do a separate podcast, really talking about the other end of coaching. But for this first part, I think that really sums up what it, it, the important things we're hoping you understand the important things that you should know about why working with a coach is is can be valuable to you. And then what are the things that you should be prepared to ask when you are considering a coach and the things that you should be prepared to consider in your own self. And what do you need? You are the customer, you are the client. And that doesn't mean that you're at the mercy of the coach, but you do have responsibility to open the lines of which has the responsibility to have the lines also open. And from there, your coaching experience can be phenomenal. So, you know, and our next podcast will be how to make it 
um, be a huge success. Yeah, how, how to, to be a yeah as to, a as a client. How to take advantage of your coach in in a non weird way, but like how to use your coach to services. Your yes, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Um, absolutely. I I'm gonna let Jules. I'm gonna just have her. Um, mute her microphone and I'm going to finish up. I'm going to wrap up the podcast. Um, she is taken off. She's got some things to do and just be sure that you mute your microphone. Just go on the little call. All right. And Bye, hit everybody. mute. See the little blue microphone button? Nope. On your computer. <laughs> this is I see it now. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> sorry guys about that. Um, I just wanted to wrap up the podcast. I didn't want to rush the ending or anything like that. Um, but this is this podcast ended up being, a, you know, we always talk a lot. You guys know us. We talk a whole lot. And um, there's the the second half of this podcast is is full of of juice. So um, just to kind of wrap up. Um, just once you determine that you want to coach um, and you have a goal in mind and you've interviewed your potential coaches, make a pros and cons list of of that coach or the multiple coaches that you are interviewing and think on it a few hours or even overnight before you commit to it. Because, you know, truthfully, a coach is they are looking forward to working with you, but it also is a sale. So just be careful of when you just agree to, um, you know, a lot of times coaches will make it, make it sound, you know, fluffy and wonderful and great, but think about it before you commit. It's like when you go into a car dealership and I said this to myself before I said, I said, don't, don't, you're not buying that car today. You're not getting a new car today. And then you walk into the car dealership and you walk out with a new car. Like, and I hope some of you are shaking your head like, man, that has definitely happened to me before. And it may not be something as big as a car, but when someone is selling you something, that it's sales. They're trying to sell you something. So just just think on it and don't make any impulse decisions and do your research um, and really ask yourself, is this really going to be a good fit or am I just using this coach or, you know, um, buying this or that because someone on social media that has had crazy results use them? Um, I think that that's a really important thing, especially as a uh, competitor, um, but even as a lifestyle client too, um, just looking to up your fitness game. Just think about what you're going to get out of it um, and if it's overall a great fit for you. So last but not least, so I want to say thank you guys for listening uh, to this podcast. And we have another, a brand new winner for a four-week um, program. And that winner is... I'll tell you in a second. Chelsea Carlisle, I hope I said your name right. She uh, she left us an amazing review. Um, Chelsea Green, I believe, is her username. So she'll get an email from us. Um, and that she is this week's four-week training program podcast winner. So if you guys didn't already know, if you go and leave a review, hopefully five stars, but any, you know, any review and any insight um, on iTunes on our podcast and then you just screenshot that re review super easy you can do it right from your phone and then email it to info at bestfitbody.com um, for this whole month of February we decided that we would pick a winner starting in March uh, we may be doing some other type of giveaway uh, so this is the last one for the month so I want to say thank you so much for uh, for 
leaving the reviews. Um, there will be lots and lots of giveaways for anybody that leaves us a review and screenshots it. Every week there'll be a new giveaway for something. So that is it. Thank you guys for listening to me and my strep throat voice, which I don't even know. I don't think it sounds very different, but my, my glands, my lymph nodes are they're screaming at me right now. So if you guys have any questions at all um, that you want us to talk about, any topics that you want us to talk about, or questions about the four-week challenge beginning on March 19th, please send us an email. Um, And if you're listening to this on your phone uh, and you enjoyed it, take a little screenshot and post it on your Instagram story and tag both myself and Jules. We will catch you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening.